Go ahead and take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 10. Thank you so much, Ricky. Always appreciate you playing. It's always a blessing to follow you, too. It's intimidating, but thank God I've got the word. <laughs> John chapter 10. John chapter 10. If you're there, say word. Good. If you will stand with me in the honor of the reading of God's word. Verses 1 through 21. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and his sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who was oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this opportunity that we get to come together to worship you, to hear your word proclaimed, to sing songs and praises to you, God. So, Lord, I pray that during this time that you would open up our eyes to the truth of your word. We thank you for who you are and your son's precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Before I, get, before I go any further into our message, I do want to say that this morning y'all are a bunch of back row Baptists. Because when I walked in this morning, I really thought that we were just slack. But no, everybody is just in the back. <laughs> and I do want to make mention, do you see all these teenagers that have come this morning in their prom outfits? It's amazing to see them here after a long night. Colby, I know you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> but to see you guys here this morning, even after being out late last night with prom... Is, it is inspiring, so really. Today we begin one of my favorite chapters out of the New Testament, John chapter 10. 
When we look at this theme of shepherding, we see it throughout the Bible. There are many men in the Bible who, who were shepherds, you know, to, just to name a couple. Moses was a shepherd and, and so was David. And what Jesus is showing here is that God is our shepherd. And if God is our shepherd, then Jesus is our shepherd. As a pastor, we have been taught pastoral ministry in comparison to shepherding. Now, I'm not talking about shepherding as it is today. Shepherding today involves sheepdogs who drive the flock. The shepherding in the Middle East and in biblical times involved the shepherd leading the flock. And we're going to talk more about that shortly. But we as pastors, we, we're taught pastoral ministry in comparison to shepherding. And so why is that? Well, because church members are sheep. Why does the Bible compare the people of God to sheep? Well, sheep are not very smart. That's not an insult to you. That's just who we are. We're not very smart spiritually. We make dumb decisions and we need spiritual direction constantly. Amen? There was a BBC news story back in uh, 2005 of where 1,500 sheep literally walked off a cliff. The first 400 died and provided a nice cushion for the other 1,100 that fell on top of them. Much like these sheep, if we don't have spiritual direction, we'd fall off a cliff as well. John 10 shows us that Christ is our shepherd. But we must also see that it follows John 9. Last week we saw the blind man who was healed... And after he was healed, he got kicked out of the temple because of his statements regarding who Jesus is. And then at the end of John 9, we see that he expresses full belief in Christ. John 10 follows that. John didn't write in chapters, guys. We put the chapters in here. This is one whole letter. John 10 shows us a shepherd who is leading us out of our mentality that religion saves John 10 shows us a shepherd that is leading us out of our self-righteousness. A shepherd that is leading us out of anything and everything that hinders us from truly knowing who Jesus Christ is. So let's jump in. The big idea that I want to get across to you today is this. The good shepherd has come to give his life because he cares for God's people. The good shepherd has come to give his life because he cares for God's people. And I have three ways in which we can see how Jesus, our good shepherd, cares for us. So let's look at John 10. Look at verses 1 through 6. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by any other way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Number one, Jesus draws his sheep. Jesus draws his sheep. I remember as a child... 
when I would get lost in a grocery store, because back then, you know, you walk into a grocery store, parents, you just let your kids go wherever they want to go. Nowadays, you don't do that, or you, you shouldn't. But we would run off, and we'd get lost. And what would happen when you got lost in the grocery store? Your mama goes up to the front desk and has somebody to get on the intercom to yell your name out and embarrass you and get you back up to the front of the store. That happened constantly. So I would head up to the front of the store. I would go and see where where my mom was. And she's infuriated that I had run off from her. Those were good days. Here, Jesus is showing how the good shepherd draws his sheep to himself. We see that first by how he knows his sheep. Jesus knows his sheep. Look at verse 3. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. Church, I want to encourage you with something this morning. Jesus knows your name. There's a Christmas movie my wife and I like to watch every year for Christmas. It's called Jingle All the Way. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And it's about this kid who really wants a turbo man for Christmas. And after several incidents, this, this kid's dad, who does not have a turbo man because it's completely sold out all over the, the nation, you can't find one, this kid's dad ends up as turbo man in the Christmas parade. And he has the opportunity to give a kid a turbo man for Christmas. And so he looks out amongst the crowd and he sees his son. And he points at his son and then he yells his son's name out in the entire crowd. Now, his son did not know that Turbo Man was his dad, but his son looks at his friend, looks at his mom, and then he looks at Turbo Man and he says, he knows my name. Jesus knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows everything that there is to know about you. He knows your name. Church, the creator of the universe knows your name. What is man that you are mindful of him? Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Can you wrap your heads around that fact? Jesus knows your name. Shepherds, as they go into the sheepfold, into this large pen, it's... It's made of rock, okay? They would call out the sheep by name. Now, whether or not they would have nicknames for the sheep, like lazy, sleepy, I don't know, stinky. Jesus may have nicknames like that for you. I don't know. But that's how they would call them out. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. The sheep would answer. They would follow. They would not follow anybody else. They wouldn't follow strangers. They know who their shepherd is. They would run to their shepherd and they would follow their shepherd. So we see that Jesus knows us. Second, we see Jesus calls us. He calls us. We see Jesus calling people all throughout the New, the New Testament. We see him calling the disciples to follow him. We see him calling Zacchaeus to come down from the tree. I'm going to go have dinner with you. 
And on Easter Sunday, we're going to see how Jesus calls Lazarus to come forth. This, this is a beautiful picture of salvation, church. Jesus calls us to follow him. There's, there's not, Jesus calls us. There's not a sense in which we have to go find Jesus. Jesus has already come to us. We're not like wandering sheep who don't know who our shepherd is. Jesus calls us to himself. We must understand that there's an, an outer call. There's a call where Christ calls all people to repent and believe. But we must also understand that there's an inner call, the one in which Christ calls a dead man to life. I was called when I was six years old. I've shared the story with you. I'm not, I'm not going to share it again. But I was called in the bedroom of my parents' house. Six years old. Jesus was all I wanted. He called me to follow him and I couldn't do anything else. I didn't want to. Do you remember when Christ first called you? Do you remember that draw, that desire for him? He knows us. He calls us. And the third one, he leads us. He leads us. Look at verses three and four. To him, the gatekeeper opens the sheep, hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. He leads us. Now, when when we look at shepherding today, we we see this idea of sheepdogs that drive the sheep. Sheep go places because they're in fear of these dogs that are running around them. But in this in this sense, the sheep are not in fear. They follow the shepherd willingly because they desire to follow the shepherd. In church, that's how we are. He leads us because we willing, willingly desire to follow the good shepherd. Now, how often, church, do we have these strangers that verse 5 shows us that seeks to draw us towards them and not Jesus? Our world today is full of them. We can, we, we can name out several. I'm talking about prosperity gospel preachers. Free thinkers, false religions, false gospels, work-based salvations. I'm talking about all these things <clears throat> that try to draw us away from the good shepherd. But the true church, the true sheep, they follow Jesus. They follow Jesus. So number one, Jesus draws his sheep. Number two, Jesus is the door of his sheep. Look at verse seven. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is the door of his sheep. Now, 
This is what the sheepfold looks like. All right. It's a pen that is it, it, it. It's a rock wall. All right. They don't have a gate. They don't have a gate. The, the shepherd lays across the gate. He's the door. Okay. Now, here we see that Jesus is saying, I am the door. So what does he mean by that? Well, first off, we see that he gives security. What does that mean? The shepherd, as he's laying across the doorway, is providing safety to where wolves cannot get in. Sheep cannot wander out. He provides security. Jesus is our door that gives us security. I had to wrestle with this a little bit. Verse 9, he, Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And I was, I was wrestling with what they mean by Going in and out. Why do sheep need to go in and out? Like, I would think that the sheep would want to stay in. Why do they need to go out? Well, what Jesus is talking about is, is the sheep are able to go in to find security. Man, our, throughout God's Word, we can see how God is our refuge and strength, how He is our shelter, how He is our strong tower, how, how He is, is, is who gives us security. But not only that, Christ gives us security in our salvation. He never lets us go. He never lets us go. No matter how bad you may be. Do you know what a shepherd does to a wandering sheep? A sheep that does not listen to him very well? Do you know what a shepherd does to him? Breaks his legs. A shepherd will intentionally break the sheep's legs. And then the, the shepherd will mend those legs. And that shepherd will carry that sheep. And he will care for that sheep. Because what he's doing is, is he is trying to show this sheep that one, this sheep can trust him. And two, that this sheep is safe with him. Because if this sheep were to keep wandering, this sheep would eventually walk off a cliff. Sometimes our legs need to be broken. I'm talking about discipline. We see that in the New Testament. Well, we see that throughout the entire Bible. But God provides security for us. He never lets us go. And secondly, He gives us sustenance. So the going in is the, the security. The going out is finding pasture. He gives us sustenance. But man, let me tell you, Jesus leads us to green pastures. We see that in Psalms 23 too. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He provides everything we need in this life. He gives sustenance. And He helps us see where the best pastures are. And thirdly, He gives salvation. This is what Jesus means that I am the door. He means I am the only way. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
I am the door. You have to go through Jesus to find salvation. He gives that. So we see that Jesus draws His sheep and He is the door of His sheep. Thirdly, we see that Jesus is devoted to His sheep. Now verses 11 through 21 shows us how He is devoted to His sheep. He says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. Eleven through twenty-one really hit me a little bit because, all right. So, I, in pastoral ministry, we are we are taught pastoral ministry in comparison to shepherding. We as pastors are seen as under shepherds. We are not the good shepherd because that's Christ, but we are under shepherds. We still shepherd our flock, and we try to do it in the same way that Christ shepherds His flock. We try to use it not as salvation, but in the same way of caring sacrificing and giving. But one thing that I caught within this was the hired hand. Verse 12. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus is devoted to his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the good shepherd, is not devoted. He doesn't care. Jesus does. We see that he lays down his life for his sheep. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than, than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Easter's coming. We get to focus on a little more heavily how Jesus died for us. But it's because He's devoted to us. He didn't die for us because He had to. He, didn't, he wasn't obligated to. He died for His sheep because He is devoted to His sheep. He lays down His life for His sheep and He cares for His sheep. And we see in verse 16 that Jesus says, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Church, this good news that we have that Christ has died for His sheep is a news that we are to share to the nations. Because there are other sheep that are not of this fold. There are other sheep that have not come to know the truth yet. There are other sheep that need to hear the gospel. And so church, this morning, I don't know where you may be at right now. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know, I, I don't know what brought you here. But maybe, maybe 
Christ is calling you. Maybe Christ is drawing you to Himself. Maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Would you answer that call this morning? And to the believer, maybe Christ wants to show you that because of His devotion to His sheep, we need to be devoted to missions. We need to be devoted to evangelism. We don't need to be inner focused as a church. We need to be outer focused. We need to be trying to get the gospel out of these walls. A lot of times we get too focused on how we can, what can we do here? How can we, you know, appease people here? Man, we need to get the message out. Because that's why we are here. And we need to understand that there are other sheep that are not of this fold that we need to tell the gospel to. So in just a second, we're going to have a time of invitation. And and again, church, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're struggling with. But do you know Jesus as the good shepherd? The one who draws his sheep. The one who is the door of his sheep. And the one who is devoted to his sheep. The one who laid down his life for his sheep. I pray you know him this morning. Let's pray. Father God. I pray that as we go into this time of invitation, Lord, I pray that you would help us. Help us to see the truth of your word. Help us to see the truth that you are the good shepherd. I pray that you would would help us to gain a desire and a devotion to get the word out, to get the message out. And God, I pray that if there's anybody in this room this morning that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that you would call them, draw them to you. We ask all this in your son's precious name we pray. Amen.